Serious? My son typed it out. Typed what out? Typed out shit. They started learning, they started doing computer studies because they're going into year one from kindy. So when the te- and the teacher sets them up with a Word document in 48 point or whatever it was, and the teacher walks past and he's got a smile on his face and he has typed F off. That's just the teacher told me. Just F off. F off, right? Yeah. I said to the teacher, I go, I'm guilty of it. I sometimes I get upset. I say F off instead of fuck off. She goes, well, I got, she goes, I know I said F off, but he actually spelt it. I go, spell, I go, what do you mean? Like spelt it right. All that. She goes, he spelt it right. Wow. That's great. F-U-C-K-O-F-F. In big letters and great. all the kids at night. That's good, right? So, so then... Spelling bee, champion. So then my child is hiding behind a bush because he's upset the teachers dogged him in to dad. Spell bush. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mate, that, that fuck off was the entree. Right? So, because Noah has this thing where if he gets in trouble or does something wrong, once he says sorry, he believes he's dealt with it. So he's a man. He is a man. He's not a woman. <laughs> he's dealt with it. I said sorry. I've dealt with that. What do you need to go tell dad for? I said sorry. Right? So he's upset that she's now snitching. So we all know the story about the burning bush in the Bible. You know, the burning bush, the bush spoke. Oh, the burning bush. The burning bush. Burning the bush. Yeah, yeah. Burning, bush. burning bush. This was the speaking bush. Same oh, thing, it but it wasn't on fire. Should have been. The little voice comes from behind the bush. Bitch! Oh, to the teacher. Oh. Oops. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the All Talk Car Podcast. Lock up your daughters. Her little kids are getting bigger. <laughs> oh, no. This is the same kid that threw the note over the fence. Yeah, over the fence, but he looked at oh, they'd love it. Attitude. Full house tonight? Full house. At Where the madhouse. Hosted by Peter Onis and uh, co-starring and co Hosting Ross Galettis and Hilul Mustafa. Good afternoon. <laughs> okay. We've got to practice that. I know. And we've got a guest tonight, Stuart Nichols, Director of STC Education. G'day, mate. G'day. Great to be here. Welcome. We're going to learn how to drive today. How? That's what we're about. We are. Well, so we're going we're gonna to go outside and do demonstrations. We've got the witch's hats lined up. This is a podcast you can't see, but the look I just got... <laughs> It's probably the but same look as you the rookie. You are the rookie, not oh, me. I don't even have a, I don't even have a helmet for Friday night. You need to have, have to squeeze my head into the. That's the next. That's the next podcast. We're getting ready for roll racing. But, but, but. We'll save that. But no, no. Um, so Stuart, basically, you, you've got your own business, and you um, you teach a lot of people how to drive properly. I guess. Yeah, I mean, look, from from my pers- my perspective, I got uh, involved in in cars and motorsport back when I was about ten. My brothers. Went off, older brothers, of course, went off and started uh, Speedway in, in, you know, Speedway Racing. So around oh, Liverpool. Around Speedway. Well, Liverpool, ra- oh, Liverpool yeah. Raceway back in the day. Yep. Uh, you know, every weekend we're out there and then we'd off to Gunnedah and Rockhampton and all over the places. So I got sort of shoved into the motorsport yeah, world. and forced into it. Forced into yeah. it, you know. Of course, you know, by that, t- that stage, my goal then was to become a mechanic. And so that was what I did. I went on at 15 years of age, left school, started my apprenticeship became a mechanic and then at the same token I was um, thinking about other elements which is the car side of it getting into driving so I started competing myself so did some motorsport did like 13 years of solid motorsport and teach what category yeah what did you race what did you race yeah so mainly rallying but also did some circuit racing as well so it's been a kind of a a diverse ride for me. A couple of Australian safaris. That was that was probably the highlight in the Australian safaris. Yeah, in the early two thousand. Like the car with the tire on the back. No, not the Burke to Barrier Reef. No, Nash. Not the Burke to Burke to Barrier Reef. No, no. But yeah, no, along those lines, a lot of the red ones. ones. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, just hammering along the dirt. Yeah, it was uh, five thousand kilometres of competitive in a week. Wow. So it was it was a huge event. So we did, I did you have that a two years ago. Yeah, yeah, co-driver the whole bit. So fixing the vehicle along the way, it's yeah. just, you know, not only the driving part of it, but you learn a lot out of that. So uh, I got interested in, in motor vehicles and, and cars and that early on, and driving was always the motivator. Uh, yeah. You know, so you could build your car, and in fact, I became a motor mechanic so I could build my race car. Okay. So I thought, well, if I'm paying someone else to do it, Most you know, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, and tools are there. So I built multiple race cars, multiple rally cars. I had a mechanical workshop. Uh, in late 90s into the 2000s yeah. 
And then I left that whole industry. Just sort of repair stuff or modified stuff? Modified stuff. Yeah, yeah, now we're talking. We used to... Yeah, see, we've got some good guests. Yeah. <laughs> Export some they stuff overseas yeah. as well. So that was okay. good. That was, a, that was a cool experience. And then um, in the early 2000s, about 2004, mm. I started up a franchise cleaning cars without water. So it was uh, it was a mobile franchise just system. really fast. Yeah. <laughs> just blow the crap off. <laughs> No, it was actually a polymer-based compound that we used to put on the vehicle he and take up, it off. He lines up the company hovercraft and just <laughs> <laughs> runs it over. Okay, so, yeah. And so that, that was sort of like the, the foray into, into vehicle cleaning. Waterless car washing. Yeah, it was called EcoWash. Okay. Little orange, I remember that. Little orange cars. I remember seeing the, like in uh, some of the magazines and that, they yep. had ads for looking Eco-wash. for franchise so opportunities. Would you, could, could you touch the car? Yeah, completely. Well, it's, so the water, so you'd still wipe it down. Yeah, it had a, we had the spray that we used to put on the vehicle, and it used to get the dirt off. So it was kind of so like a scratching it. Yeah. compound. Yeah, and then it would take it away onto a cloth and leave behind like a, a polished finish. And it was just amazing. You could, and it was right in the middle of the drought. So oh, perfect yeah, timing. Yeah. Uh, yes. We managed yeah. to franchise that around the country, and then seventeen countries around the world. So wow, we're in the US, Saudi Arabia, all over the place. And there's still oh, some. Man operating in Europe still going so but in about 2010 I left that got involved um, directly in driver training and education I just thought there was a really good opportunity there to help people understand the dangers about driving yeah. oh, I've um, been on the roads no one can drive oh yeah we'll get to that but before, <laughs> and before we get to break down exactly what you do so I mean you, you're a professional driver you've done circuit you've done four-wheel driving did you learn your craft along the way like are you are you sanctioned like do you or do you just say I've done enough kilometers I, I know or is it like a not everyone could be a doctor you gotta go to union is there a, a way we become qualified or trained or good question in the industry that we're in and what we teach is not really a curriculum for it so it's literally you know experience based Uh, however there's psychology behind it and there's also science behind what we teach being involved in motorsport from an early age I directed events um, you know the Bay Stages Rally which is down in Batemans Bay uh, back in uh, 98-99 I directed that so You've got to go through the CAMS process of yep. learning safety and, and you know stewarding and, and all those different elements that uh, you do as an official. And that really gave me a good uh, grounding for understanding how to run things safely and how to do things safely. And then combine that with the driving knowledge. Um, you know, you can really ensure that your events are safe and what you're teaching safe. And then, you know, with the with the franchise, my role there was literally teaching people. So teaching sales, teaching training. Uh, so there's crossovers there with relation to training. You've got the driving background, you've got the event management background, and I've also got the training background. Mm. So I was running training events for my car club back in the 90s. So I, I came up with the concept of teaching new uh, members how to drive on dirt because mm-hmm. my passion was rallying so it was like people were thinking well I've got circuit racing experience I can drive on the road but how do I drive on dirt you know how do I set the vehicle up and there's so many nuances to it so trying to shortcut that and help people get involved in motorsport was a passion and driving on dirt like rallying there's no there's no error there's no margin there there's trees literally a meter away from you I can tell you some stories which you know to this day I still shudder about thinking really? Oh yeah, which it, it could have gone wrong. Yeah, because it's not a circuit. You you got a person that's next to you telling you. Driving, you yeah, you got a, you got a person next you're to you. You're driving. Telling mate, you read the map. I, I, what? I just proposed to Lil. He's in my co-driver, and I'll drive around the, the rally circuit. Can you do it, Al? No, Halil only knows how to drive straight. Halil's been that lean. He that, knows how to that, drive. That that, that, is, that, that is not true. Late, lately. He knows how to drive. Yeah, I know how to drive. Halil's been in the car with me. I don't think he'd get in a rally car. No, I wouldn't get in any car with you no. at speed. No? Yeah. You're scared of other people going fast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Just think of corners as linking straights up. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You need to get through them carefully. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... And, and yeah, but you've got to turn and stuff. It's, it's, just, it's overrated, the steering wheel, isn't it? <laughs> it needs it. If it doesn't do it itself, it's not worth it. Ross so, is waiting on the Tesla played version that's got full autopilot that has the tracks downloaded. That's what so I should have asked last week. Can you download the, sorry, but we had a Tesla guy on last week. Can you download the track and just sit in the and car? Sit and watch autopilot's 200 k around the track. 
What's a funny map? Yeah, you reckon you were scared when he was driving? Imagine not even I being up. Scared when he was driving. You were petrified. You wanted to pull over and get a coffee straight away. <laughs> Wherever there was a restaurant. If you want to be petrified while someone else is driving, just catch a bus. Right? Yeah, that's true. We'll drive next door. <laughs> nah. But I think rallying, I've, I've never been in a rally car, but I, just watching those trees go past and and knowing, and they take those corners flat out. Yeah, well, back back in the in the mid nineties, I was I was running a, a real drive V eight Commodore, so yeah. it was a VH SS had uh, nearly four hundred horsepower at the back wheels. We would shred a set of back tires from brand new to canvas in seventeen kilometres of competitive. Um, yeah, we used to run it on Avgas and and all sorts of stuff back in those days before they banned that sort of stuff. But that was the good old days. I remember seeing that thing redline in top gear on dirt, yeah. and the road's probably a metre wider than the car. What pace? How far are we getting in top gear? About 210. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, about 210 in that. So, as fast, oh, yeah. you know, you, the, the rocks stop hitting the car because they're just being sprayed at the back. Yeah, so it goes quiet. Yeah. It's actually really, really and, eerie. Yeah, the rooster tails in F1 with the wet water? Rooster tails on dirt is awesome. Yeah, I'm not getting in a rally no, car. No, no. Not with you, not with you, I'm not with you. <laughs> oh, no, oh, I'm maybe I'll get in. No, no, go with Stuart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But not in he's, a, he's the person not to get in with. He's no. not going to show any mercy. Yeah, at least. He's going to laugh. Huh? He's gonna yeah, he's going to be he's laughing. Gonna he's going to make it feel good. Look, we've done plenty of um, client rides and we used to do corporate days and stuff like that with, with rally cars. And you can drive it seven tenths and the person sitting next to you absolutely loves it. They think it's, you, you know, you're going as fast as you can, but yeah. you're not. You're really just putting on a show, yeah. um, and that's the beauty of, of dirt driving is it is forgiving um, as much as you think it isn't. Tarmac driving is a whole different kettle of fish. You've got grip adhesion, and you combine that with speed, and all of a sudden the tires let go. The speed is not going to change. Your tires are letting go now at that speed. So where are you likely to go? Straight off the road at that speed. So at least with dirt, you know that the grip's not there. Uh, you've already yeah. lost grip before you you started to enter a corner, which is what we what we try and set the vehicle up to do. So it's kind of more predictable. So for me, I really enjoyed <coughs> that side of it. But having said that, the the tarmac stuff's really fun too because it's a whole other dynamic. Because with with rallying, when you approach a corner, I mean you've got the apex of the corner. In rallying, are you you're set, are you setting up for the next straight? Yeah. Or, or you're going through the corner as fast as you can. So it all depends uh, on what style of vehicle you're driving too. So I started out in rear-wheel drive, then I switched to front-wheel drive, then I went to four-wheel drive, and then back to front-wheel drive. So you drive them completely different. So they all have a different way of, of driving them on the, ro- on, on, the, on the gravel. So it just depends on what you're driving. Uh, but it's, it's great fun. I mean, it's a really good sport. Most people start into it and they just get hooked, and that's it. I did some rally driving in a Corolla once, front wheel drive manual. It was a rental car. <laughs> you know, rental cars are the best handling cars in the world. You can take them at any corner you want. No, if you I, paid I the remember excess. I was somewhere. As you paid the excess up front. Yeah, I was like, oh, it wasn't my car. It was, it was like we'd been away for work and they had to rent a car in this Corolla. And I'm like, oh, I'll take it for a spin. And we're at this farming type place up at the Hunter. And I gave it a good smack and I thought I, I, thought I was a rally driver. Back in the early 2000s when I bought my WRX when they were all the rage before your average V6 Commodore became faster than them <laughs> so but um, we did I did the Wakefield and we did, did o- Oran Park was still um, what Oran colour Oran... was your WRX was it, it orange was, or no blue? it was the dark blue I bought the classy colour right? the yellow but um, Oran, wheels. Oran Park yeah gold yep. wheels, yeah, wheels. yeah yes had all, to yeah. Yeah. but um, it was the green egg had the <laughs> The green acre factory. The only thing I had done was I had um, high tech do the three inch exhaust, and I did the uh, no. Yeah, no I didn't like that. No. Well, if it didn't make it go faster, I didn't want it. Really? So I did the um, I, I, yeah. I put the high fly turbo on it. it three inch big. Okay, that was pretty much that, that was it. That's it. that's big. Okay. Look, it really went well. I mean, that was that was running torque. Were they fast? Mate, my car was standard, standard, standard. No, they were fast, standard. Were fast. Well, look, at the time, the highway patrol cars couldn't get near them. At the time, and that's why the highway patrol did get some of them when they got. Went then they, the auto. yeah. Then they got them. I well, yeah. Then they bought the auto ones yeah, and they just kept yeah. blowing up. Remember when highway patrol had a had a Cordia turbo? Yeah, they yeah, had yeah, Cordia yeah, turbos. Yeah, Cordia turbos. Yeah, they were a cool guy. I love yeah. that car. The highway someone at highway patrol said, 
It has turbo on it, so it must be fast. Then they bought a Cordia that spent its life at Mitsubishi yeah. <laughs> getting repaired. Now they got, yeah. now they got BMW. Sorry? Now they got BMW. Yeah. So. Oh, they're they're an X, is that an X3 M, or M4, M40 you showed me today? Yeah, uh, Canberra's got uh, ACT, oh, the, Fed, the Feds have got the uh, X340i, whatever it is. M40i. But yeah, we did, um, Oran Park was still open at the time, so we'd do the dirt days at Oran Park, nice. right? And then we'd do the South Circuit. The dirt days. These are dirt days. Because Oran Park was just like, huge. you know, yeah. huge. It was, it was, yeah, it was, now it's, a, now it's the houses like 100,000 people. There was the, you had the um, the GP circuit, the main, the full circuit. You had the little circuit down the bottom. The go-kart. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you do the, you know, you, I mean, they used to have um, driver training there. So, and then um, you had the dirt, you had the dirt section as well. Well, let's talk about racetrack. I've been watching the Grand Tour. They've got their own racetrack. Why yeah. don't we have our own racetrack? We do. Over there, yeah, they look to see all that green field over there. Yeah, we should have a racetrack. Yeah, door frogs. Half, <laughs> yeah. half dirt, half Sunday nights. We get the witches. No, no, half dirt, dirt, half bitumen. I mean, yeah. is it? Is it? After watching the um, Turkish go. GP on Sunday night, which oh, was what? resurfaced recently, <laughs> yeah, right? they were sliding no. everywhere. Yeah, because they resurfaced it. Right, ten days Which ago. Was, yeah, ten days ago. And all the oils are coming through the tunnel. Yeah, basically, well, the guy went, "Did we put the right material?" <laughs> sure well, okay. but you know what's funny when they put the roundabout on the main street? That was just silly. Well, how about oh, oh, the Tesla can go around it? <laughs> well, the funny thing is, some years ago, Bernie Eccleston actually said that they should put sprinklers at every corner. If it's a really dry track, you would sort of like chuck the sprinklers on. So yeah, wet the track. without wet the track, without the rain, to make the race more interesting. So can you imagine the guy that could put a lot of money whose mate controls the sprinklers and say, <laughs> say, well, Lewis is on the way, so what we'll do is we'll turn the water off for Lewis and then we'll turn it off because he'll have to come in a pit. Yeah, but with F1, because it, it's all about seconds and yeah, you can't really sort of bump each other off. I mean, if you're in a in tarmac racing, which, what category do you get up to? So I did, in, um, I did some stuff in what's called improved production. Yeah. So lower levels, because my focus was on rallying. But at the time, we had a GTP car, which was a um, sort of ran with the V8 supercars at the time. Yeah. And so we had a, a vehicle running in there, and we had myself in the Australian but you can bash, With a yeah. body around you, you can bash anyone. Where in F1, it's very sensitive. Yeah, you, you can't touch. You can't touch. Yeah. And, and that's where the overtaking is not there in the aerodynamics. But in, in that category of racing, you, you, can, you can nudge a bit. Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. Robin's racing. So with with the driver training, I mean, what what sort of areas do you sort of train or, or teach in? So we really do focus a lot on work health and safety compliance. Yeah. You know, obviously we know in this day and age, um, work health and safety is really important. So if you're giving the keys to someone to drive a vehicle and you know it's in work time, the safe environment doesn't just end at the factory or it doesn't just end at the workplace. It also oh, yeah. extends <laughs> into the motor vehicle. So say you own Ross, a factory. Ross has drivers yeah. of 457 versions. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. say, say you had a factory and you're delivering banana bread. Yeah. <laughs> I told you the story about the girl I hired. So we thought, as a, we thought we would hire a delivery driver, and we thought, you know what? The girl came for the interview. She was the best person for the job. We hired her. She kept saying, oh, "I'm the fastest. I'll be the fastest delivery driver." <laughs> right there was first, stop. Normally a red flag. That's okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah but you can't, once you hire someone, you can never get rid of them, yeah. right? So she's—I can't remember her name. So she's she's rocked up day one. Um, you know, delivery first. You know, first day of deliveries. Michelle she Schumacher. She finishes before every other driver. Oh, these guys are like know the run. She's finished everything. We started getting phone calls. Where's My cakes were upside down. <laughs> <laughs> there was she was driving, and there was just shit going from one side of the van to the other. From one, and she didn't. She just dropped stuff off. Random people, like if Pete got her lils order. Just didn't just. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think she even stopped the car. She was right? fast. No. So gone, right? Gone. I checked the tracking. So we got tracking on all the vehicles. She got. She clocked 133 k's on Canterbury Road. Outside of the hospital, come up and it said 133. Well, that's what it said on the. It said 133 on Canterbury Road in a high ass. <laughs> Top speed. Oh my goodness. That's rev limiter. So we let her go. So, 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 so
So we let that go. Uh, yeah, we've had, well, mate, I can tell you a hundred stories. I've got a hundred of them. So should your drivers get training? That's <laughs> oh, well, no, I've had, I've had a driver driving a, a Pantech truck and literally took the top of the truck off at a, on a railway bridge. <laughs> bank stand. Like that. that had to be a bank stand. Yeah, I might have been. <laughs> that's he, a he bank bank stand. Is that on YouTube? He rolls, up, <laughs> no, he rolls up to work. The top of the truck off. It's like, what are you doing, mate? What's going on? He goes, what? Like, <laughs> like nothing happened. No, he goes, I stab him while I was parked outside the house. <laughs> I don't think so, because we've got three phone calls to say he left the top of the truck and half of the signage. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other, the chick driver was behind running over. <laughs> what concerns me is he didn't even feel it. He felt all right. <laughs> yeah, he uh, no, but exactly the stories that you just told us. Uh, do you want me to talk about forklift drivers? <laughs> That's exactly what we, we, we sort of deal with. You know, like one organisation we worked with recently, they dropped their incidents by nearly 40% as Clearly a result of training. So, you yeah. know, that's kind of, you know, the space we work in. And it's not good enough to say someone's got a licence and they can drive because we all know that there's different levels of being able to drive. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so you go give them the keys to your, your work vehicle, and next thing they've gone off and damaged it or damaged someone else, and your brand reputation's gone. All different things can. Happen. It's not that you do your test, you get your license, whether it's P's at seventeen, professional license in your early twenties. You don't get tested again. No, not until you're eighty-five. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot it's of water. Yeah, there's it's a lot of water the, on for, the bridge. For me, I, you know, let's say I've got a, I've got probably six, seven vehicles in the fleet. I've got four cars that are exactly the same age. One is being driven by someone who could not drive, right? Like that pole jumped out. That you know, and the other one is driven by someone who's quite sensible and, and you know values the vehicle. Yeah. One looks like shit, <laughs> and the other one's perfectly the same age. Yeah. If you want the the one that looks great, it, but you're right. Different drivers. Different. So that there, like we do a lot of work with the fleet space. So fleet. Uh, advisories is one of our good mates and Paul will tell you that vehicle that's damaged is going to get you less when you go to sell it than the one that's been looked after. Unless so, it's written off out the front but that's another story. Yeah, <laughs> well something happens to it miraculously. And, and with professional drivers, they've got your branding on, on the side of the truck. That's the problem. So yeah. if you do drive a high ace at 133 yeah. kilometers an hour, outside the hospital, which is close for it to go to. Um, never get the number, 133 high it's your name on the side of the truck. I mean, and, and a lot of companies have got, you know, the Ring 1800 and... Yeah, and look, this is where it gets really uh, messy because, and I don't know, it's probably dropped the mood just a little bit here. Let's just say that driver has taken someone out. You know, yeah, like yeah. they've had a crash, fatality, you know, yeah. they're still alive, maybe injured, but the other person's dead. Next thing, work cover comes in. They want to know everything about what, you, what your process was with that driver or what... What's your driving policy like? What's your, uh, you know, your training regime like? What What's the vehicle maintenance like? And next thing, they'll shut you down. It's like you're coming in here next week. <laughs> I was going to say that. Like, one of the questions I was thinking to ask Stuart is, does it help on your insurance? I did a driver training course and then rang up NRMA and said, do I get a discount? They don't recognise it. Yeah. Like and for card owners, what about for professional drivers? So you Look, some organisations will. There was different insurance companies like I think Shannon's for instance who are really good for yeah. motoring enthusiasts and you know I've got no association with them but I do know that they do look after they've looked okay. after me in the past so I'll give them a plug but they'll obviously look at things like that and say well you're a motoring enthusiast and you've gone to the trouble of getting this and you're driving your pride and joy That's but right. you're not going to want to crash we're going to give you a better premium yeah it's and, and that's part of risk. the future you know it's the future of where these things should go with insurance you know I get that many calls from people saying look I've just I think I've lost my license can I come and do a call so it looks good when I go to court mm. uh, it's too late after the fact yeah. um, so we're trying to prevent these things from happening and look there's some basic things that we can follow that'll make life easier for you no matter what I've got younger kids that my, well, my eldest is ready almost ready to drive Pete you're I'm scared when your kids get <laughs> <laughs> But your Pete, your girls she, are almost ready. She's 15 and she's okay. already, already, so, already... And then I've got, all, I've got friends with older kids that are all starting to drive. And you know, if they always ask the question, and they ask me for some reason, maybe I'm on a car podcast, they must, that's probably what it is. Do you know anyone that can teach them how to drive? Well, yeah, just go to one of those. No, no, we want to learn how to drive. We want them to learn how to drive professionally. Or like, 
get them into hairy situations on a racetrack or yeah. whatever. And you know, I get asked the question a lot, and I kind of think I, always, I would always think, why would they want to do that? As my son's getting older, I want him to do that. I want them to yeah. learn that there's that it's not just all. It's too it's too easy to get a driver's license because even when you go to do your piece, right? You are coached to do certain. That's a test. Yeah. You know, that's it. You do your hours, whether or not they're good hours or shit hours. All that your instructor does is coach you for the circuit that the examiner is yeah. going to do. Yeah. And that's all you got to do. Park, and that's it. That's it. But when we're driver training. I mean, one of the things I remember is you lose control of the car. I mean, you're in, you're on a skid pan for argument's sake. What do you do? You don't just scream and let go of the steering wheel. There are. Yeah. Is, is that, that what I'm going wrong? I mean, look, there's different types of training that we that we provide. So we used to run programs like that where we would deliberately make the vehicle go out of control so you could regain control. Trouble is with a modern vehicle, it's already doing it for you. Okay, so now what we tend to focus on is more about, you know, what would happen if an emergency scenario arise? What are you going to do? And literally, sometimes the first time that someone, particularly P-platers, have ever hit the brakes hard enough where they require the vehicle to stop in such a, a short distance is at our program. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question when you were talking about the young people, uh, I think learner drivers, they should really focus on getting through that test. They should really focus on that. The, the safe driving narrative is just too overwhelming for them. I mean, there should be some level of thought process here about safe driving, 100%, but actually practicing it, they need to get their license and Before get they. through that so their head's a bit clearer and go, right, you've passed that test, you've now got your license, you've got a few hours up, now you need to be shown how to do this safely for the rest of your life. And look, it's a skill you will remember and carry on, but I also believe people should come back for refresher courses. So you're saying if you took a 15-year-old one year before else and took him to a driving training course, yeah. you're throwing him in the deep end? That's, that's a bit too, experience. too early for it, them? It's, where, it's, a, it's a bit over their head. You where if, you, if you've learned a bit of road craft, where the car goes, how to control it, accelerate... Then say it's 17, correct? maybe at red yeah. P level, yeah. chuck them into a driver training yeah. where they know the basics and know how to steer yeah. and turn. Because a lot of these people, and this is not about age either, there are, there are people that you know, migrate to this country and then they get their L's and their P's, and the next thing you know, they're out on the motorway. Mm. They've never driven on the motorway at speed. They haven't driven around trucks. They've done the bare minimum yeah. to get... The ability to now go out in peak hour on the motorway and do 80 or merge at 60 with a truck coming at them at 100. You can also drive in this country on an international license. That's or right. That's or right. a country of origin. That's right. For up to two years. That's well, right. But didn't they just change the law where, so, you know, I had a lot of mates back in the day when they were all from Indonesia and they had the, the Indonesian driver's license and don't worry if I get a fine, I'll just pay the fine, I don't lose any points. But haven't they just changed it if you lose more than a certain amount of points? I was reading that you it, get, I could be wrong, you actually lose the ability to drive in, in the country of origin, in yep. this country. So oh, you yeah. lose the ability to drive that, in this country. See those people, they don't care. They don't care. How many people are there that are unlicensed or okay, suspended? This is what I don't understand, drive. so we off topic a bit. But if I lost, touch what never happens, but if I lost my license, I'm not getting in a car to drive it. No, Regardless, no, no. Right. people. Some you see, people go, "Draw, I have no license, but it's okay. I'm gonna yeah. drive." Mm. Or I caught a bus for three months in winter, and mind you, at the time I had a like a newborn, which lucky my wife had her license, but she wasn't gonna get up in the morning and drive me to Liverpool. It wasn't a long drive, but it was just inconvenient. It was just before Uber hit. But the thing was that I got up, I made the mistake, and I wasn't gonna drive, mm. and turned three months into a year. Yeah, right? and, and, and I got up mark forever. and, and not being sure. every now and then if it depending I, 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 I caught a cab you know I, sh I shouted myself a cab Ooh, <laughs> but at one point because um, my dad was still overseas and my mum was living by herself and she's not I was catching a bus from work to mum's getting her getting the bus again right walking to her place get the bus and get home and doing the same thing the next day or then I'd get a cab if, you know, if it was going to be too early or too late yeah. Meanwhile, people lose their license. Ah, I just keep driving. It just drives me insane. Because you know what happens? The system allows them. Does right? it? No, because what happens is they get before a magistrate, and what do they get? Nothing. They get nothing. Oh, they'll, end up, they'll end up in jail. Yeah, but they, How many they times do you hear, oh, there was, a, there was a fatal accident on the freeway, or oh, he was unlicensed. That's right. Here's the thing. Like We've done a little bit of work with the Highway Patrol, and... Yeah. 
Those vehicles now are so high tech, it's unbelievable. They'll be driving along scanning six registration plates yep. every second in a 360 degree view. So even if they're driving yeah. down and it's a side street yeah. and you're in a side street, they've already scanned your yeah. number plate. They're checking what for Regio? They're checking for yeah. unlicensed drivers. I don't know if you're unlicensed. Unlicensed, no, because if the Regio's in your name. It's linked to your car. Yeah, it's linked. Yeah. So well, that's, that, that. that's why you drive if, if you were suspended and your wife's driving the car oh, and it's in your name, she'll get pulled over. Yeah. So like my wife got pulled over at the time. Yeah, that's right. So, so there's that's right, that. Because he was unlicensed. Yeah. Then you've got the situation where they're checking for a registration. So they'll know if it's registered. They'll know if you've ever had a drug conviction. They'll know if you've ever had a DUI in the past. So, really? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so all of a sudden you're pulled over for a... We're just pulling you over for a random breath test. Oh, yeah, okay. you know, so they so, know. They know already. Yeah. Yeah. So when people say to me, I get picked on a lot by the cops, they're pulling me over all the time. I'm like, yeah, what's attached way. to your number plate? You yeah. know, And it might have been in a previous life, perhaps. You know, it's The system's not perfect, but it does yeah. catch a lot of people out. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just think with driver training shouldn't be one off. Yeah. Okay? Especially on, my dad's 90 and he drives, right? Yeah, but he's going through annual tests. So. But, and he does his annual test and he passes it. Yeah. But I see him drive and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna get yeah. a phone call one day. Cause he does, but you know what it is? It's those momentary lapses of concentration yeah. and sort of like, I'll indicate and just change lanes now. It's the ones that are younger and more <clears throat> alert Okay, and stuff like that that you see, and you think, mate, are you serious? Like, you could have just run that bloke over, you could have T boned someone there, and it's all because people are just getting licenses and there's no training. Yeah. Especially on, mo- no, if you see no, a bulk no, of the accidents no. on motorways where people have gone to change lanes or copped a little tap or whatever, and then overcooked it, fired into the wall, they could go and spend a day with. An organisation, any organisation, it could be specialised training or anyone else, and they'd probably get themselves out of trouble. Oh, the question is, Stuart, like, do you think the government should be more proactive and, and make training compulsory every five to ten years? Or Well, I actually put that submission to the Stay Safe Committee uh, about two years ago, yeah. and I said, it's, it's there. It's there in black and white. We could we could do this. You know, the cost of training would come down because you've got more volume of people going through. Yeah. We could make all sorts of ways of reducing these costs, but it should be part of your license every five years if that's what the gold standard's yeah. going to be. And they turned around and just said, uh, no, we, we, it's not a recommendation. So they wouldn't accept that. But long term, it would reduce hospital... Yeah, that, no, no, no. But see, the thing is, Different all department. the halfwits out there will have a sook that it's going to cost yeah, money to get their license. The license isn't a right, mate. It's a privilege. Yeah. You know, I've got to do CPD points every year yeah, for my industry, for real estate. you got to do CPD points yeah. and you don't even have to drive a car could kill someone. Yeah. That's just the remain a professional in your industry. So have you seen what, what happens on the water? Oh, Imagine that's just another animal. It's, it's, it's actually really bad. You know, you got, so really I, I bad. presented evidence to the um, federal Senate for mm-hmm. a... Aspects of road safety. And I, I had a senator arguing me if, with me about road safety. And I'm like, what, what's your background? Mm. You're, a, you're a politician. Mm. What gives you any kind of credence to be running this show? And in fact, I got him out to do a defensive driving course. And, and two hours in, he says, I do everything wrong. Yeah. That was his... His wake-up call. So he was, then a, he was then a converted. <laughs> <laughs> he was then a convert to training. But that process is still ongoing mm. with the Senate. And I think that was like four years ago. So, yeah. you know, there's, these things just never get resolved. And to be honest, we can't wait for governments to do anything. No. Yeah. We've got to take yeah. ownership ourselves, each and every one of us, about our own driving behaviour, our own driver, you know, um, competency and our own learning and sort of invest in that. To go back to what you were talking about before, we also do advanced driving. Now, the, the, the criticism of advanced driving is that you know, we make drivers overconfident and therefore more likely to crash. But I can guarantee you, after doing an advanced driving course, you will be more aware of how quickly it can go to shit mm, than yeah, what you would can, yeah. before you did it. Because suddenly, you're going to be put through your paces and realize, far out, I'm not even going as fast as I go on, on the road and I can get it wrong. Yeah. I can hit a witch's I was going to say, you're in a controlled environment. You're in a controlled environment. You're not going to do 120 down parameter road. Correct. Yeah. And so, straight away. So, you know, with my motorsport background, I'm a huge advocate for people. If they want to enjoy their vehicle, there's so many opportunities. Like uh, tonight, there's a rally sprint on out at Sydney Dragway. 
um, run by the North Shore Sporting Car Club, yep. and you can go and enter that. You pay your money, pay your fees, and, and you can as you go want. as fast yeah. as you like. And, and and there'll be safety. There's there'll be there's a safety marshals there. There's yeah. People like to go for a spirited drive through the National Park. Most people behave themselves, right? A bulk of 60 them, Especially bulk. Yeah. No, you can go through there and, and, and manage the speed limit and still have a nice drive, yeah, especially yeah. if there's an all-out traffic. I remember once, I, not too long ago, I got pulled up. Right? I was going a little bit quick, not quick 62, enough to... 63, I heard. No, no, it, it wasn't quick enough to get a ticket, but what I got spoken to about was I was a bit enthusiastic. Right, the police and pretty or? much, yeah. yeah. And was there a reason, you know, that you, you know, burn out. yeah, because it was a highway patrol, and I said, not oh, really, I wasn't speeding. I mean, was I? So what'd you do? Burn right? out? No, he goes, I was a bit enthusiastic on the accelerator, right? Okay, no, no, it was, in, it was through traffic, right? Like I was changed, like indicator, check, you know, the, you know, I got blind spot monitors, everything, like indicate, look, change lanes. You know, people are dawdling along. Oh, sorry, I thought you were in the national park. No, no, no. lost the story. Right. And he so said I to me, I'm picturing yeah, the trees and the birds. Yeah, and so he's animals. pulled me over, like, you know, it's like I was a bit enthusiastic. Breath test me, he goes, mate, he goes, just slow down a bit. He didn't get pulled? I, I go to him, I don't understand why I got pulled over. He goes, he goes, because, you know, he goes, oh, you changed lanes a couple of times. It's, I go, but I used my indicator. There was plenty of room. Like, I, you know, I managed my speed. I he goes, mate, not everyone drives with the same confidence as you. Oh. So now I'm in the lowest common denominator yeah. because I have the confidence to drive. So I'm going to get pulled with the idiots. Yeah, yeah but see, that, that's, e- that's exactly how governments run. Stuart, tell them where he went wrong. Yeah. Tell them where he went wrong. <laughs> so well, you bought a yeah, okay. and, no, from there. No, I was in the Audi. Oh, that's your second, second one. Problem. And, I, and <laughs> I said to him, I go to him, but I was like, this it's car tells, you, tells oh. you to change lanes or not, right? It'll, it yells at you if you try to do it, literally, if you try no, to do it. mine doesn't even it, let me change lanes now, yeah. this yeah. car then. It yeah. just doesn't let me yeah. change lanes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, I was like, come on! That's right. <laughs> okay, it won't do that. It will hit the brakes before, if I, even if I wasn't looking, if I was looking over my shoulder. That is the, it, sorry, it, that it, is the worst feature ever. What? Autonomous braking. The yeah. bra- that auto braking. So Especially it was really windy a couple of weeks ago, and a tr- like a tumbleweed tree rolling in front of me, because... Well, were you in a Western? That's the works. I was just, yeah, works. Was there a coyote in a Western? I got the fell down. It wasn't a tree. It was like a... What's, what's a habit out there that, like, is a pet hate of yours? Like, you see and you think, what are they doing? Look, for me, tailgating. You oh, know, okay, because yeah. someone's so close up the back. And look, I oh, used to ride a motorcycle. And when someone's tailgating on a motorcycle, you're like, you're pelican. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, So what do you do? Because I've got a, th- I've got a, I've got a process with... If you were the person, I used to have a process with tailgaters, right? I keep my foot on the accelerator, I bring my left foot over, and I just give the brake a little bit of a tap. Do you do that? And if they back off, you go, oh, I've got them, or I just ease on the brake. I generally keep left right. Yeah. No, slow right down. So you play how slow can you go? Oh, to about 40Ks. And, and, then, and then I edge it so I know that the person next to them, they can't get around, and that's when I start to really get it. Like, how, do you, how do you how do you train to defend? So don't do that. Ross is a real Ross is a real people person, uh, right? So yeah, why, well, why, well, yeah. well, there's a thing called road rage these days, which yeah. which which is kind of potential. You know, you, ticket for you two, don't know you don't know who you're dealing with, and, yeah. and you know, uh, Sunny Hot Road last year there was a guy on a motorcycle who was who was ticked off, and he jumped off his bike, pulled out a revolver. And was tapping on the guy's windscreen. Okay, there's no more tailgating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my change line. Look, the, the absolute thing you have to do with someone's tailgating you is you got to take responsibility for what's going to happen with you. Okay. So yes, they can run up the rear of you, but you've got to now manage them being so close because you know if you jam the brakes on through no fault of your own, they're someone's yeah they're going to run on the back of you. So I had a situation where a guy was tailgating me on the M7. And I had a four-wheel drive. Yeah, I was in a four-wheel drive. Why weren't you keeping left? And uh, <laughs> well, I was actually overtaking another yeah, vehicle at the time. So I was doing the speed limit, overtaking him in the right lane. And I look up, the, and the M7, as it does, was completely stopped oh. up ahead. Oh. So I'm doing 100 kilometers an hour, and, and I looked yeah. in the rear vision mirror, and the guy's that close, so I couldn't even see his windscreen. Oh, so for oh. me, alarm bells. He's going to drill me, right? And I thought, well, okay. I'm in the right, he's going to run back at me, but I don't want to crash whether yeah, I'm in the right or not. Yeah, correct. You don't okay, so the straight straight away, the, the personal safety comes into it. 
reached down, hit the hazard light switch. Yeah, I've done that. Hazard lights come on, yeah. rolled off the throttle, and started to ease the brake. He got the the idea pretty quick. Something was going on. He couldn't see past. There was no way. Yeah. And so we both pulled up gently behind the stop traffic, and no one got injured. But so you reckon the hazards got his attention? I, I had to do something. Light. Right, yeah. I had to do something. But if That's I wasn't good, paying attention, yeah, yeah, I wasn't looking ahead. And you hit the anchors. And I, and it was like every, it would a hundred percent been a multi car pilot because yep. guess what the car behind him was doing. Was also so yeah. what we have to do is we have to manage our position in the traffic because we've got to self-preserve you know we've yeah. got to look after ourselves and just recently i was going through a roundabout a really big one and i had my son in the back on the left hand side he's nine as i came into this roundabout i noticed the traffic coming towards the roundabout was just flying and i thought to myself they ain't gonna stop so right in the middle of the roundabout i jumped on the anchors right got on the brakes slowed the vehicle up and with that they've gone oh there's a vehicle already in the roundabout both hit the brakes, full ABS stop. Half their vehicles were in the roundabout as I was able to then continue through because I was going straight, not coming from the left. And it's like, I thought to myself, you know, if I'd just gone, well, I'm in the right here. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah, yeah. didn't stop. They would have drilled my son, yeah. right? So where, where does your family member's lives come into it in your equation? So sometimes you've got to concede and let the idiot be the idiot. You know what? I learned, that, I learned that a long time ago. When, so most of the time, but I'm in the right. Yeah. You just have to let it go. go yeah. Yeah, let, you know what? Let them in into tra- it, It's like everyone that has a dash cam installed automatically wants to become famous they, they attract, and record they something. Attract, they attract all the characters. Yeah. I am not fitting one to any of my cars, and right. they're almost the worst drivers on the road in, yeah, in some cases. Yeah, it's like there's guys that put up videos of themselves. They're beating being, them. Like it's the other guy's fault, but you're just a fucking moron. Let the guy in. He's yeah. there now. Yeah. now. Now you've got to deal with insurance and you have to... If someone there. pulls up... You know how you're at the lights and someone pulls up to the left of you and wants to get in? Well, I couldn't care less. You want to go in front of me, go in front of me. But one thing that irritates... One thing that bites me the most is when you're just trying to change lanes and the person next to you just won't let you in. Mate, what's the point? Or he, you know, no. you're into that slow yeah. traffic on lines, right? And he edges it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. The one that gives me the irrits is when you're in your lane two or three and they come in from the left, they give way. Like, yeah. they can see you coming, but they still come in the lane next to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I actually just did a YouTube video. So if you're video. in the second in the right lane, they'll turn off a side street into the left lane next to you. Oh, yeah. you're traveling 60k an hour. I just did a, um, a YouTube video on merging. Yeah. Because, uh, and, and like our channel's not, huge it's designed for our clients to sort of have toolbox talks with their clients and with their staff i should say after we've done training with them so they can continue their training and there's one we did the other day on merging because a lot of people go oh people just can't merge and you're out there observing this and you go half these people don't know the rules you know they don't even know what the rules are in relation somebody asked me the other day and they said i was wrong you tell me if i'm wrong if i'm in the left lane the Hello, and Peter looking at me going, oh no, what's he going to say? Yeah. If I'm merging onto the M5, I'm in, I'm in the merging lane, I'm coming up. And coming I'm down. In, I, you're, you're coming down the you're ramp. ramp. You're, you're coming ramp. onto we're it or off it? You're it doesn't it's a ramp. It's a ramp. <laughs> I'm on the ramp. Yeah. Up or down. Onto the freeway. I'm coming onto the freeway. I'm in front of the merge, the car that I need to merge with. Yeah. I have right of way, correct? Now you've got to manage your speed. Incorrect. No, 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 no. Incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> so you got to manage your speed. So you don't. Auto- the other person's there. You don't, I told you I was right. But no. You don't automatically have right away because the merging lane in that instance has to give way to what it's going into. If, I'm, in, if I'm a full car length in front of that, does that car have to give way to me? No, no, it doesn't have to. But if it's safe for you to change lanes, that's okay. Yeah. Right, so that's what your job is to do. You're still changing lanes. Is yeah. you've got to change lanes. So he's there, and you've got to build up to the speed. That's the other thing that I hate when people, well, people are doing, doing sixty k's. <laughs> no, they're doing sixty k's, trying to get, get onto on, the motorway, and they're not getting to a hundred. Okay, it's okay. If they're side by side, who's, who, who needs to slow down? The person left. entering has to yield. Yeah, you've got to give dotted lines. You've got the dotted lines. You're that's changing ridiculous. lanes. So where it's different, I'm not driving the M5 ever again. Where it's different is if that I'm not driving. Getting in the car with you ever again? You don't even know how to get onto an on, onto the motorway. Let's go around. Here. If that dotted no line doesn't no continue, right? Let's say it stops. Yeah, there's two. On the closes. Yeah, no, yeah. the one that doesn't. It, there's there's a scenario like that where the two lanes come up and the lane just there's stops. a dotted line just stops. Then it's whoever's in front. So that's where that's people get. I mean. That's where people yeah, get no, the. No, the but that's not on the M5. Yeah, the the M5 the 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 you know when you're coming, oh, you make it up now. No, no, no. 
I'm sorry about going on like a ferry. You know when you come from Botany onto that, where you can turn right to go to the airport or left? Yeah, the And you come up? It happened the other day. As you come up, the lane closes. I'm in front. I've, I've got right of way, correct? If that dotted line doesn't it closes, continue... It goes closes into no lane. Yeah. yeah. If the dotted line doesn't continue, yeah. then you have... Right away. away. So if it sort of dotted line stops and there's still two lanes, they're going to one. But if the if the line goes all the way, you're the one has to give way. Yeah. So I mean, you can see how these things get confusing, right? Mm. And so we learn them when we're 16, when we go to get our learner's license, and then after that we don't sort of hear (laughs) that. Didn't hear that. I said I think I cheated on the test. I don't remember. Most most of them do now. They just keep doing the test over and over until they get it right. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. So, Which one was it, Ross? The one in Botany. Mill Road? No, it's where... Is it when the lane changes in peak hour? So we've got the Google Maps up here. Yeah. But every... And that's but, the other problem. Everywhere well, it's different. I, it's, I've lost my licence a couple of times. Like, <laughs> points and stuff. And you know what? In all of them... Like, one time I lost it because basically I got done... Within the space yeah, of three years, I got done three times, double demerits in three years, and guess what? You don't get your points back every three years. You get your points back every three years and something no. weeks. That's where you're wrong. You don't get your points back. You don't actually get points. You lose no. points, don't you? No. You get no, start with no, zero no. points. Yeah, you get no. you get start with yeah, zero okay. points. Okay, yeah, so you get it didn't the, the rollover is three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 but you, the rollover that right. for that those Ooh. points that come off isn't three years. It's three years and some weeks. I got done double demerits for doing like it was Newbridge Road, like whatever Christmas holiday period, eighty two in the seventy zone. Like, <sighs> Three lanes, no one's around, two in the morning, going home, bang, seven, six points, right? And that was it. And then, you know what? Same thing happened at Easter, right? Late at night, coming home, again, that 10 over, they didn't give me the one 10 under, they gave me the 10 over, bang, six points. There you go. Mate, your license is shot. Yeah. Right? Is that but, what I called the bus? That's right. But, now you but, stick to the limit. Yeah, I do. That's that's fine. You learn, you live and learn. Look, the big myth with speeding and and the, speeding doesn't kill. We get this all the time. It is that the you're going to get there sooner? Yeah. This is why people speed. Yeah. They think I'm going to get to my destination sooner. Yeah. The reality yeah. is, and I've done a lot of work with paramedics who drive ambulances, full lights and sirens, the whole bit. They get you know, it's almost like the parting of the ways. You know, cars get out of their way. They can go through red lights, the whole bit. Speed legally. The best they can make up on the same journey with lights and signs or without is under two minutes. That's right. It doesn't oh, really? make that much difference. Yeah. Wow. So it's a massive yeah. myth where people think if That's I'm right. speeding around everywhere, I'm going to get this. And the remote phasing is sort of it's, it's designed to sit sixty. Exactly but right. Generally, it's true. like when you do eighty in a seventy zone, you're not trying to get somewhere quicker. Like it's just you know a momentary mm-hmm. lapse of you know like you're cruising along and to, to these days right. with a modern like. With an old car, to get from 70 to 80, it's yeah, there, there was intent there, right? You had to yeah. put, give it a bit more throttle for the car. Now, yeah. now you like, and you're my, my Audi or your Macan or your X5, 70 to 80 is like, my toe twitch your toe. Yeah, and you're in a cocoon. You and now you're in a, you're in a vehicle that there's no, there's no excuses. But one group of people that will accumulate 12 points for pretty much, you know, fighting at the wrong time. And then, <laughs> well... And then you've got another I'm group of people who. Then you've got another group of people who can't merge onto motorways. So you're pointing. <laughs> at I just had a look. It's actually Southern Cross Drive. Yeah. And the lane closes. Yeah. You're still and I'm in front in the closed lane. Who's got right of way? If the, if it's got the dotted line on the yeah. road. No, no, the lane closes. It literally closes. There's no dotted line. There's no dotted There's line. There's no lane. The lane gone. The lane's yeah, but gone. where does the dotted line stop? It's irrelevant. The lane finishes. No, no, because yeah. if the dotted line goes dotted all the way line. to the end of the... Didn't even notice the dotted line. Oh, well. I, I'll send you my link of the merging. <laughs> <laughs> look at that video. Explain no, it perfectly. Show me that. Show me that. Oh, hey, man. Visual effects on a, on a keep podcast. Keep talking, keep talking. Just another thing I want to raise. Towing. Yeah. Is, no, I can't. Do, do not yeah. let me tow a car. Everyone, anyway. Everyone's buying utes. Where'd you, where'd you go? Everyone's buying tow bars. Everyone's buying jet skis. Everyone's buying boats. Yeah. And also now with COVID, you know, people are buying caravans. They're buying camper trailers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're thinking we're going to tour the country. Like it, it was like it was in the 70s. You I've, know. I've never bought a caravan or a jet ski with a trailer. Is there a junior care for the supplier of that trailer to say, mate... It's my lane. You've got... You've got... <laughs> you guys are clowns. 
Is there a duty of care from the supplier to say, mate, this is your ute's not big enough or it's too small or you've got the wrong gear? That's a really good question because some of the work we do is also in in compliance testing for engineers. So they'll modify a vehicle and some of them is is GVM upgrades. They'll upgrade the GVM because someone wants to tow something that's a bit heavier. Gross vehicle mass. Yeah, Yeah. gross vehicle mass. So they might tow something a bit heavier. They might chuck a fridge in, you know, put a bull bar on and all that sort of stuff. And all of a sudden they're overweight. Uh, So you can legally upgrade the, the GVM. And someone's an engineer signs off at it, and someone like myself does the testing of that, and and that's what we do when we're doing that. But the amount of people who blindly go in and, and purchase the caravan or mm. you know trailer and they don't consider the tow vehicle, and normally they they'll go with what they can afford, and sometimes they should have gone for something a bit bigger to tow that. So mm. the person selling it. There's no legal obligation for them to really? make sure the tow vehicle's right. There should be, right? Well, this is a thing. That's what, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. A, a good friend of ours, John Cadogan, he's, 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 I've listened to a few of his podcasts and he's adamant about the towing and people still write to him and give him a hard time. And he even yes. talks about... There should be like, a T on your license, yeah, like, but, a, like a tow. You know, but not only that, they, you could even count your, the weight of your passengers as part of the weight of your vehicle. Um, it makes it makes a difference. Yeah, look, John and I agree on a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I've known John for years, um, and you know, in relation to to towing, he's a hundred percent correct. People don't understand the dangers of it, and you know, the laugh towed a box trailer before I can tow a caravan. There's a huge difference, uh, especially when you're going for long distances. Hmm. Yeah, and and I've the never f- towed anything. Oh, no interest. Yeah. I've enough trouble handling the four wheels on the normal car, yeah. let alone adding it to but two separate But there are people wheels. out there, everyone's buying utes, and people want to... They just don't... Well, I've got something I'll show Stuart. The <laughs> other day... It's a popular no, 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 but, no, but it, I want his reaction, right? I want his reaction. This is about towing. So, uh, <laughs> is that the and you'll be familiar. No, close to it. The Ford Ranger, yeah. right? The Raptor comes with a tow. Has a whole ton less towing capacity than the ordinary one because it's got the Fox Racing shocks and it's lifted and everything. Yeah. Right? And? That's a Raptor towing an R32 GDR yep. on a car trailer. Yeah. Yep. Now that's more than two and a half ton there. Possibly, depends on that, that R32. If they gutted it, maybe they can get yeah. the weight down. Yeah. But yeah, you would be, you would be saying I mean, that that's... If you look at the rear of that, yeah. that U, it's struggling. It's down. That's, that's what. Show me, show me. That is down on its look. What are you the tow bar police? What have you? No, but this is the thing, right? This is the thing. See that? Yeah. I'll tell you now. The, the, the ability on that of that vehicle now in an emergency to hit oh, the yeah. anchors, oh, yeah. right? Okay, is out the window. But it's also when people modify their cars and they fit. Like when I had I had a multi van which I lowered and put bigger wheels on it, and I did a proper. Like if I do it, I'm going to do it. I'm happy, happy to modify my car. And I remember saying to the tyre guy, I go, I need this specific size of tyre and it needs to be this load rating. Don't worry about it. No one's ever going to know. I said, no, it has to be. Because <laughs> if I need to carry a load, then right. like, and I remember I had to carry some pretty heavy stuff. You know, it needed to be a 107. If it's not a 107 and it's a 99, there's a big difference. Mate, go back to that scenario we talked about before. You're involved in a crash, someone dies. Yep. What do you think the coroner's going to do? They're going to go over every element of the incident, including the vehicle you're driving, including the tyres that Correct. are on it. You know, so you can you can put yourself in it unintentionally by making a mistake like that. And and this is where we sort of come back to saying, look, you've got to consider worst case scenario. And it looks, it sounds like I'm the fun police. And you know, with my background I'm in racing, you. I always go. I'm not the fun police. I, I love. Well, we're I love in a litigious society. You, if you if you put. Yeah. Like the incorrect load rating on your car, that may not have directly attributed to it, but I can do like everyone knows when it gets to a coroner because someone died, you're getting roasted. Yeah, someone. Right? Thing at the end of the day, they will use that to roast you. They're you know? looking. They're looking for a reason for someone to blame, right? So, and and that sounds a bit altruistic, you know, just sort of sit back and say, oh, they're going to pin it on somebody, but. Everyone wants to sort of blame somebody Correct. for an outcome of a mistake. And, you know, rightly or wrongly, that's probably driven a lot by insurance. It's probably driven by who's going to pay for this, where's this going to come from. And, you know, unfortunately, the person who's left um, holding the can is the one who's been involved. Uh, same with you, you know, you're taking prescription medicine and you're involved in a crash. What do you think they do? They take the driver away for 
mandatory blood yeah, and alcohol true. testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you've got, you know, you're, you're high on Sudafed or something like that, um, I'm using that as an example, you could potentially have put yourself in a lot of trouble. Yeah, so yeah. you, you've got to be careful with so all these different things. But see, all this stuff is covered in driving programs that's not covered in the learner driver no. process. No, I think we and this is, the, this is yeah. the gap I mean, between it. You know, this is the gap that we've got. No, he's going to teach him, Stuart, mate. We're going to go with Stuart. He's got the, he's got the specialised training yeah. on his T-shirt. Oh, yeah. Well, Stuart, mate, plug away. How can the audience um, find you and, and learn? So um, our, our overarching company is STC Education. So you can look up our website there. Our driving programs, uh, especially for retail, um, but also too for corporates, is the Steer Safely program. So yeah. we, we like to say Steer Safely Defensive Driving, Steer Safely Towing, Steer Safely Off-Road. Uh, and also steer safely with our load restraint training and stuff like that because we even do things like that. So if you've got people carrying stuff, they need to know how to secure things properly. And again, it's not good enough to assume that they've done it before from work health and safety point of view. So if you look up steersafely.com.au, that's another way that uh, you can look at our driving programs. And if you do want to check our YouTube clips out, go to STC Media on YouTube. I think I'm going to need to have a look at the merging one. Yeah, I mean, you've learned the merging one, but even if you own a business or a company and you deliver things like banana bread, it's oh, a good thing to... How good is banana bread? I think we're going to... Get, get, get your staff even, to learn. Even if so. you've got staff that you pay the right, to drive their own cars, not even oh, their own cars, you're paying car. them an allowance like a subby, yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? Um, Contractors. For, for estate agents. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I've probably got 10 drivers here and I reckon right. we need to get some training done. Yeah, 11 of them need training. Yeah, we'll contact Stu. We'll, we'll, we'll go out there. We might even do a, like a live. We'll do a live drive out there, and Stu. Yeah, can... But it, like they should, if they did that, because you think about it. If you know, I'm a real estate agent. If one of my staff who You're I, responsible, right? I pay to use their own car does something stupid and something happens, it's still a work cover incident. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And we, we're just scratching uh, the surface. I can, because... I can then say, you know what, guys? When this guy came on, I invested at my cost. X amount of dollars and made him go and see Stuart yeah. or whoever else, and Stuart sent me back a say thing. He's satisfactorily completed. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So how am I supposed to know this guy's a fuckwit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but, so but yeah, that's so what it's all about indemnifying yourself, like minimizing your your yeah, risk these great. days. Because yeah. someone's gonna someone's gonna lose someone or get maimed, and you know what? They're gonna they're not just gonna get. The guy could test positive to meth or be drunk. His insurance company's gonna say, "Say it later, buddy. We don't want nothing to do with you." Then it's gonna come back to you. Then it's gonna come back to you as the yeah. employer. Yeah, and it's all. Ta- I mean, if you're a professional driver, it's all tax deductible. And so then my public liability is gonna say, yeah. oh, "You know, before you put let this guy loose to drive around." Do we have a specific case here? Because you're yeah, very, very specific. specific. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got no stuff, by the way. I'm just <laughs> the other thing you're talking <laughs> about here is the fleet side of things. So. Yeah. You know, when you're providing that person with a vehicle, is the vehicle safe? Has it got a maintenance record? All those different elements come into it. But then now what you're reflecting on is what we call grey fleet, which is they're using their own vehicle. Yeah. And you're now paying... Yeah, you're paying them car allowance. Otherwise, is it a five-star safety-rated vehicle? What's the maintenance like on it? You can see where I'm going with this. So, you know, training in the training programs that we provide, if we're doing it for an organisation, we can actually tailor it to that organisation and say, here's what your employer expects of you. And Uh, your vehicle. Because I had had an incident where I'd hired a salesperson and they said, look, I don't want a company car and our company cars are all, you know, two or three years old. I don't want a company car. I'd prefer a car allowance. That was a pretty hefty car allowance. And they rocked up in it. They, they bought a $1,000 piece of garbage. I'm like, well, firstly, that's not the image. And secondly, how safe is it? It's not safe. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, And so if someone enrolls in your courses, do you bring your own vehicle? I mean, is it, is it the best way to learn on your own? Yeah, 100% vehicle? use your own vehicle. Can I borrow a green car? Yeah. No, and the reason we like to do that is so you get yeah. experience in that vehicle. That's, I mean, that's right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, for instance, we still get people turning up to our courses who don't have ABS brakes, so yeah. we'll teach them how to stop effectively without ABS brakes. Yeah. But then they might bring another vehicle back with new, uh, a newer vehicle with better quality, you know, safety systems and things like that, and they want to learn how to drive that vehicle. So they'll come back again and do the course in the in the latest vehicle they bought because they want to know how to drive that. Which cars have ABS? There's a lot of them yeah. don't. Really? Old MX-5. Yeah. yeah. And we're, we're a Sydney-based podcast, but I mean, if someone, where, where, do you, where do you usually run the so courses? So our awareness training, which is like a workshop for corporates, we can do that anywhere. So we either fly in, fly out, or yeah. we get on Zoom and do Zoom training. 
Yeah, so, so anywhere in Australia or the world? Yeah, I, I do Zoom training for yeah, people in New great. Zealand as well. Okay, so, good. Yeah. Oh, well, um, well, Stuart, thank you for coming. Um, one of one of our longest and good. Uh, good. We, we still could have kept going, but we might. We're going to go out and see Stuart. We'll do another. We'll do another. Oh, we'll do another. We'll in, in what we're going to do? We'll do the driver training. Just, bus no, no. Oh, With the forklift. No, no. We'll, we'll get our cars, <laughs> and, and Stuart's going to rank us. He's going to say who's the best driver. Out of the three, oh, there's a challenge. Ooh. Yeah, that's what we'll do. We'll give you cash tip. <laughs> just bring, just bring banana bread. It's all good. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. I'm cheap. Might have been thrown around on Canterbury Road, but <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. And um, yeah, rate us, Everyone, review us, rate us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come on, Pete. Come on, Pete. No, come rate on. Us. Review us. Rate us. Review Download us. Download us. Download us. iTunes. Shout engine. Email us at alltalk@outlook.com.au. We're not ready. We're just looking at each other, saying it. Uh, send us your questions, anything else, any tips. Um, contact our guests. They, they they come on and and they plug their wares and, and and try and help the audience out with different parts of the car industry and and make it entertaining and for people out there to learn. So again, Stuart, thank you for coming. Thank you. Bye for now. Good night. Bye. See ya. Bye.